Thank you for downloading the Fun Employment Radio Podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by our friends at Bike Gallery. Go to bikegallery.com and you can find out where the six different locations in the Portland area are. And while you're there, check out the online catalog. You can use the offer code FUN14 to order anything off of there and get a discount. You can then either pick it up in one of their locations. And if you're not in Portland, you can have it shipped to you wherever you are. That's bikegallery.com. Use the offer code FUN14. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, as no- as annoying as the guy looked, and the fact that he was like weaving in and out of traffic. Everything about that sounds annoying. And almost hitting people. Which I can see why that's desirable for you. Well, no, not that part. Minus those things. I'm telling you, dude, it looked pretty cool. It actually, I never thought I would say it. I'm embarrassed to say this. I probably shouldn't. I kind of want to try riding a motorized unicycle. No. I kind you of want to. You can barely walk down the street, let alone ride a, what, a motorized unicycle? A motorized unicycle. Greg, there are some things in this life that you should not do. I should not I should not be in aerobics classes because I'll get kicked out because of my lack of rhythm. You should not ride anything called a unicycle, oh. motorized or otherwise. Oh, but it looks it, it looked amazing. I don't know. Maybe I've, maybe I've jumped the shark. Uh, hello, <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dylan, thank you everyone for tuning in today wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Of course, you can listen to Fun Employment Radio five days a week via the podcast or live right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe, where for $6.99 a month, you get to listen to us and all of the other amazing, amazing programs on this network. Yeah, Original we were just listening content. to um, to the Archer yes, one drive, yesterday, Aaron's Drive Time at the Drive-In. Drive Time at the Drive-In, where he played a bunch of Archer and then uh, uh, the music from Archer and then talked about the show. Yeah. Um, and that's something exclusive that we can only have on the network because it's uh, music license rights that cannot be available as a podcast. So yes. that is one of those things. And also, because of music shows, speaking of that, this week also Lisa Wood will be doing... Uh, she's back in full effect on Thursdays. Yes. Too, with um, with uh, Play Anything. Yes. Sorry, I'm a little lethargic after eating that amazingness. Okay, should we just address that right off the we bat? We probably should because I'm trying to skirt around the issue of you talking about riding a unicycle, uh-huh. but we'll just we'll come back to that. Okay, well, we took a little break for Operation Hot Summer, which, of course, if you listen to this show, that you know that is uh, Sarah and I's efforts to look good for this summer. Look We're exercising, good, feel good. eating right, and doing all these things, but uh, we ate something extremely amazing today some deliciousness and that was a big ass sandwiches fun employment radio tax special sandwich oh my so god currently right now at big ass sandwiches here in portland there is a there's a sandwich named after us it is so cool it was pretty cool going up to the cart this morning and seeing our like fun employment radio tax relief special yes so it's called a tax relief special because it's an amazing amazing sandwich that is totally affordable it's a huge sandwich for eight bucks yeah with homemade chorizo homemade bechamel cheese sauce yeah and cut fry <sighs> yeah Hand-cut fries gonna, all on a ciabatta roll. You know, I have been full into Operation Hot Summer for the past, like, five days, but this was totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. Everything that I've worked toward is gone. It's worth I'm just going to start again. You have to give yourself a, a reward every now and then, mm-hmm. you know? And, then, and that's okay. And I suggest everyone who who can get here to Portland, go to Big Ass Sandwiches and pick yourself up a Fun Employment Radio Sandwich. Yes. So it's at the Southeast location, which you can find. It's on Southeast 2nd uh, between Oak and Pine. Yeah. Down there, uh, right behind the old Guardian Games, which I don't think is there anymore. But uh, yeah, it's right there. It is 
unreal how good this sandwich is. Like Greg and I are both sitting in silence and just kind of looking at each other and just like, it's incredible. It's it's awesome. And I'm not even like the biggest chorizo person, and I was inhaling that thing. Yeah, you were. I you was. Were. Well, thanks for watching. Yeah. Well, no, I, I did too. That. I did. I did. Maybe as well. you can watch me from atop of your douchey unicycle that you're going to start riding. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't really. I don't want to want one. I'm ashamed of myself that I kind of want to try it, but I'm telling you, it looked pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was doing like little tricks, like running around in a circle and then dashing in and out of people and like speeding along. He was going really fast. He sounds was, like a dick. So this was through downtown Portland. Um, when I was down there, I was down there working on something and yeah, this guy was like tearing through. He was, he was kind of being a jerk. He was tearing through the sidewalk, like zipping in and out of people. I wouldn't do that, but I'm telling you, it looked pretty awesome. I think I could look pretty cool. What looks awesome about him inconveniencing everybody well, with not, his weird mode of transportation? Him. Not him. The mode of transportation. The mode of transportation looked pretty awesome. I mean, I don't know. Let me ask you this. Okay. Because, you know, I'm always looking for, for, for something, you know, for a thing. Could that be my thing? Could I be like the, the podcast guy who rides the unicycle? There's already a thing. There is al- You know what that is? No, it's just as bad as a tall bike, Greg. Except for this one, instead of just inconveniencing only traffic, like he is inconveniencing traffic and people walking on the sidewalk. I don't want to be walking because you already have to play kind of chicken with people as you're going back and forth, making sure they're not going to run you Sarah's over. Sarah's are holding her hands up, palms out in front of her face. No, it and is. Doing that a- is my least favorite thing. Somebody did that to me yesterday where I was walking down the sidewalk and I was walking on my side. I was walking... Um, like down, I was I, I was walking like down toward the waterfront, and I was I was fully on the right side of the sidewalk, and there was this couple walking toward me, and they were on like smack dab in the middle, uh-huh. so much so they were just these pretentious as fuck people. I was so like, and so basically they walked all the way to me, and I basically had to stand aside, and they did not move out of the way. I had to like stand jump into someone's yard so oh, they didn't no. run me over. No, see that's not good. Sidewalk mm-hmm. etiquette. That's another thing that will go in my book of rules. Sidewalk etiquette is very important. Like you have to allow the other person to walk a reasonable amount. If you're lined up two or three people wide, taking up the whole sidewalk, you file into single file when you're passing someone, mm. or at least give enough room. At least into twos or something like that, so that way you can make sure that uh, that uh, people will have enough space to to make it through. Okay. That's part of sidewalk rules. Yeah, well, it is sidewalk rules, and not a lot of people adhere to them, particularly unicyclists who are trying to run down people on sidewalks. Well, yes, I know. I'm not. I'm not saying that part. I'm just saying the unicycle itself. I know. I was going to walk right into them, and it, but then the girl looked like such a bitch. I'm like, I don't even feel like dealing with this right now. We're gonna shoulder check them. Mm-hmm. Have you ever shoulder checked someone? Mm-hmm. You have. Yeah, you'll do it. What 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 happens? What like if someone's walking right at you and then like mm-hmm. well you know and they're clearly trying to be rude and they're like, on your to, side of the sidewalk. Yeah, or like mm-hmm. a, you know like as if you're walking down a supermarket aisle or something and someone just like walks right into you. Mm-hmm. Like I won't necessarily sh- shoulder check them, but I won't move out of the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So you'll full on. Will you walk into them? To make a point, to prove No, point. I won't walk into them, but I'll allow them to walk into me and then make my point. Like, you know, I'm standing here. Mm-hmm. You don't need to just run me over. I don't need to like be catering to mm-hmm. wherever you feel like you need to be at that particular moment. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this upsets you. This upsets you, the it sidewalk does. thing. Okay. Well, I can understand that. You know what else upsets me is knowing that I have a business partner who's contemplating riding a unicycle. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm just saying if someone were to offer me a chance to ride on a motorized unicycle, I hate to say it. It looked cool. It looked fun. It did not look cool. It, well, okay, it didn't look cool, but it looked fun. It looked fun. Now, I'm, I'm just wondering, though, could I... Maybe I, maybe this isn't a path I want to go down. Maybe I don't want to be that guy. Do, no. 
You don't think so? No, because... Wouldn't it be good for the business? Then we get a little notoriety. we be like, ah, oh, the unicycle No, guy. because you know what we get notoriety for? Like, oh, look at that desperate attempt for attention. <laughs> oh, look at that douchebag who's on the unicycle our, again trying to run over people. Are motorized unicycles like the new... Um, what were the other motorized things? The uh, Segways? Is that like a Segway? Oh, I don't know. Like, what's what's douchier, do you think? A Segway or a segue? Segway? Yeah. You think it's more douchey than... Yeah, because you don't have to do any work on it. At least with the unicycle, you're having to balance and, like, pedal. No, not really. Not on the motorized one. It looks like it's all perfectly balanced. Oh, you it's just stand motorized. On. I yeah, forgot motorized. about... Oh, no, they're equally as douchey. Yeah, you then. just stand on it and you have, like, a little gas no, pedal. No, I think that the... No. I think that the unicycle is actually douchier because you're trying to be, like, hip... Okay. Also, while being lazy. Okay, yeah, like, it is, I think that's it is kind of the laziest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a motorized bike, like a bicycle mm-hmm. with a with a motor on it. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, you're not really riding a bike. You've well, see, with bicycles and with motors, like you can't really tell a lot of the time because they just look like regular bicycles. So not only are you on a unicycle, but you're also lazily on a unicycle. What you're just kind of like. Yeah, rolling around town. Well, I don't want to do the work to learn how to ride one, mm-hmm. like for real. No, I don't want to go through all that, yeah. all that effort. No, this would just be a lot easier. I could just use a. Use, use okay, well, please don't. All right, as your well, business partner, I would like to uh, please recommend that you do not decide to be the unicycle guy. Okay, I will. I will. I will acquiesce to that publicly, but in secret, I'm probably going to ride one. No. Because people will know if they see a, a little curly-haired man, even if they don't know exactly what you look like, but they've heard about you, they'll be like, oh, there's that Greg Nibbler on a unicycle, and I'm going to like find out where you are and put a stick in your spokes and damage your motorized unicycle. <gasps> How dare Which, you? Which, by the way, Greg, let's be honest, I don't think that you could probably afford a motorized unicycle. Well. Those probably, see, they sound like they'd probably be very expensive. Oh, are they? No, I didn't think about that part of it. Well, yeah. yeah I don't motorized pay a lot of money. and unicycle? No, I wanted one for free. You want it for free, of Yeah, course. I wanted one for free. Why I was not? thinking that would be a good option. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, to your sidewalk point, I do agree that uh, that we do need to uh, s- establish some set rules on as far as whether or not I, I just don't understand why people don't don't understand these rules already. If you're walking down the sidewalk, you see a group of people walking, that group of people should acquiesce to your side. And if not, there should be a punishment. Now, whether that punishment is, in fact, shoulder checking someone um, in certain situations, I think it could be warranted. Uh, I think that could be could be possible, but I think for the most part, um, most part, I think uh, I think people should just understand that's what the rule is. I will say this uh, too, really quick. We do have a guest coming up on the show. So sorry, on. that little behind the scenes. I don't know if that actually buzzed up. I think we're having some problems with our phone system. The entire building is. Okay. Of buzzing people in. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we do have a guest that's going to be joining us here in just a minute, and that is Michael Duro. And Michael Duro is running for office. We'll talk all. Uh, we'll talk all about it. With but him we know him. Here. As micro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll, we'll explain all that here in just a little bit. But yeah, the sidewalk rules, it's an important thing. It should be written down. I think um, I would like to volunteer myself to maybe be a civilian enforcer of this. Like, do you think that maybe this is something I could do where I would be like, uh, I could, I could like walk the sidewalks and monitor people that don't get out of the way for the other ones. No. And then have the ability to write a ticket. No. That's, you know, I've always said that's one of my dreams just to be like. If that was your dream, you should have started a long time ago and gone uh, and tried to be a cop or something. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go through all that work. I just want to be a civilian person. So like once, maybe once a month, I get to write out tickets to people who like, you know, don't, um, so like somebody who doesn't use their turn signal to properly change lanes. Then wow. I can, I can flash them over, you know, and give them a ticket or somebody who's not, uh, not monitoring you know their sidewalk etiquette i could give a ticket for that too wow well greg that's a lot of dreams that you have Mm -hmm. bundled in there ruining other people's times 
Uh, it's not trying to ruin other people's times. It's just trying to enforce society's rules. Well, your unicycle would ruin other people's yeah. times. <laughs> so, Simon in the chat says Greg wants to be the hall monitor for Portland. Yeah, Nibbles is begging <laughs> so you, please, please, please don't be the unicycle guy, Greg. <laughs> it's also being asked, were you an RA in college? No, I was not an RA in college. I wasn't one of those guys. I'm just thinking about common things. Oh, God, I do sound like a hall monitor. You don't do I? sound like a hall monitor. That's all you want to do is walk around and give out tickets for people that are not, you know, doing what you think is appropriate. Okay. Well, I think I think people would appreciate it. It may not be, uh, you know, they may not appreciate it at the moment, but I think people would respect me for it. Nobody if I would. would. If I were, I would have like a little book. Maybe I'll just start doing that. Maybe I'll just start writing out my own little things. Your own little rule book. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm rapidly turning into the, the weird dude who's yeah. on the street. Like, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm, you know what? You would be that guy that I gotta comes up to you and like, you're, you're exa- you've got to stop yourself right I've now. I've got I do. You know, I'm, I'm agreeing with this. I'm just listening to what I was saying here. I need to nip this in the bud because before I know it, I'm going to end up being one of those people that like takes the posters down off the signs after somebody <gasps> puts one I up. I hate that and, guy who does that. And, uh, and you know, I'm, I, I don't want to be that. I just want the common courtesy rules to be enforced. Oh, I hate that poster ripping guy. Yeah, there's the poster ripping. No, because I saw him when I used to work on uh, Channel Six. Because I'd be up super early in the morning, and I saw him one day when I was driving down Hawthorne, mm-hmm. and I photographed him. Yeah. I got a picture of him, like, "Hey, Dick!" And he turned around, and I got a picture of his face, and then showed it to all my friends and bands. Yeah, which, because like I can understand like if he doesn't want clutter on the poles, but what this guy does is rips down all the signs and then leaves them strewn everywhere. Yeah, just garbage everywhere. He doesn't like bring a bag with him and take them down, put them away. He just rips them haphazardly down just because he's an angry asshole, and yeah. he just leaves paper everywhere. Yeah, these are like the uh, what we're talking about is the like the posters, like the band posters and things like that that people put up onto like telephone poles in common areas where there's a lot of foot traffic. Everyone does it. I don't see anything that's too wrong with it because the city ends up cleaning it up anyway. Um, but yeah, the guy that just rips them down mm-hmm. and throws them on the ground. Like at least if you're going to do that and have some kind of stance bring something to recycle them yeah you know but yeah no it's just it i'm like well you're like saying that this is like dirtying the neighborhood whereas they were attached to something and now you've thrown them everywhere Mm -hmm. this does not make any sense to me yeah yeah he's kind of a jerk see i don't want to be that guy Mm -mm. i wouldn't do that no nobody should be that guy i just i want to be the people's enforcer that's kind of what i want to be that's how i imagine myself yeah that's that's what's called you know the people in the in Multnomah county like services and like the police force and everything well they need a little help because i'm just saying maybe you should go down there and just offer your help i probably shouldn't were you ever a crossing guard no no oh i totally was i don't think we we maybe had some crossing i guess you had like one street yeah i mean there wasn't many there weren't many people that were walking to school and if you did you just walked through back streets for those people yeah i mean i i rode the bus for an hour and a half Mm. so i don't i don't know what the crossing guards what the crossing guards did that's what you didn't do the walking to school Mm -mm. no there wasn't there wasn't a lot of walkers to school where, where i grew up so I don't know. Were you ever a crossing guard or a yeah. hall monitor? You were? I was a crossing guard, not a hall really? monitor. No. Yeah. Yeah. When I was in elementary school, I actually have a picture that my mom took uh, on my first day of crossing guard. And I was wearing like my favorite outfit, which is like this bright pink sweater and light purple pants. Mm-hmm. And I had my hair in like all weird different like ponytails. Oh. And my mom totally did the embarrassing like drive by real slow thing. <laughs> to, she took to my picture you. and you can see my, like a, a, we have like all the old pictures in the Polaroid um, like picture album. And I just look so embarrassed. Like you can see the look on my face. Like, mom, you're embarrassing me <laughs> for taking your picture as you're crossing. I know. As I'm, my first and, and it's labeled Sarah's first day of crossing guard. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> well, I mean, the, part of the reason that I'm thinking I have, you know, these abilities to be like a better force for society is. I did get a couple of compliments this this weekend from from the bus drivers How does and on the bus. A 
how does that even well and this is where this all stems from is that I think people may need my services and so uh, you know I rode the bus a couple of times this weekend going to places let me tell you this the first time I rode the bus uh, this weekend I got on the bus driver was there and I was like hey how you doing he's like you know what I'm doing great but you're the man I was like, well, that's very nice. He's like, man, I can't be the man because you're already the man. And then he, then I went along my day. He didn't, what? Yeah. He told me I was the man, like right when I got on the bus. And I didn't see him tell anybody else that got on the bus that. He only you, told you me that. You weren't close enough to hear him say that. Um, I, I watched because I wanted to see if he was just telling everybody that they're the man. And he wasn't. He, he genuinely thought I was the man. He was, he was pretty awesome. So that happened. This is what you. So you think that you should be able to patrol the whole city and give out tickets because a bus driver. Well, a bus you the driver man. said I was the man. I mean, that may even. Or go at on least on the first time. Did something happen the second time? Well, the second time. Oh, so Lucas is pointing out that maybe the bus driver thought you were special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that part. Oh, he probably thought you needed a little pick me up, and that he did. Look, and you totally have carried it with you all the way. What it's Tuesday now. You've been carrying this with you like for four days I and felt, how special you are because you're the man. I felt pretty awesome the rest of that night. I'm like, man, I'm the man. That guy said so. Oh, that's so oh, sad. I didn't think about that. That's really sad. I hope he didn't think I was special. He probably like, did. Oh. He's like, hey, you know what? I can't. That's something you say to like a little kid. Like, you know what? I can't be the man because you're the man. Because I was riding the bus all by myself. Oh, no. Well, that kind of ruins that. I didn't think about it in that way. All right. What was the second right, one? Well, this, the second thing was... Um, and this was actually something that I just thought everybody did. But it's I was I was on the bus. It was a packed bus. I was sitting in one of the front seats, and I could see there was an elderly lady who was getting on. Mm. So I got up and just gave her my seat, which yeah. that's what you're supposed to do. Sure, but that's then, like exactly that's yeah. What and one of the other passengers was like, "You're a fine gentleman for doing that." Which that one that one I was was like, "Well, isn't that what exactly you're?" That is what you're supposed to do. That is what you're supposed I mean, to do. I mean, whether it's a posted sign or not, you're supposed to give up your seat for somebody elderly who or who cannot, uh, you know, stand and needs to sit mm-hmm. in that spot. But I was told I was a fine gentleman. Wow. So, so it was a told, pretty, pretty You were big, called the man and a fine gentleman both times you were riding on the bus by yourself. It was a pretty big validating day for yes. me. Yes. Yeah. It I seems felt, quite validating. I felt pretty good about myself. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, uh, did you want to do a little bit of World of Crazy before we... Uh, yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's getting about that time. Okay, let's do some World of Crazy. Oh, hello, my friends. Hi there, how you doing? My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my World of Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> All right, first up. Now, we all know people who uh, decide to, like, brag about things that, like, if they've seen, like, a TV show or something first on the internet. Yes. Those people annoy the goddamn hell out of me. Yeah. They're like, oh, I got the East Coast feed of this. Well, I can't believe that that really significant thing happened, even though they know that everybody else is on the West Coast. Like, no, these are, it's most specifically West Coasters who are watching the East Coast feed. Because they get it, as opposed to other West Coasters, who we all have to wait for, like, the regular right. time. You're like, talking about example, people who spoil things. Yeah, like Game of Thrones. Yes. Anything like that, or any TV show that you're watching. So, Google has come up with this new thing. Uh, it's an extension on Google Chrome, and it's called Silencer. So, if you use Google Chrome, you can actually use this extender. So, uh, you can use the Silencer extender, which can stop spoilers from appearing on your Twitter and Facebook pe- uh, feeds. Ooh. by By, you can specifically... 
pick out keywords that you don't want to see. So they'll automatically be, be blocked on your Twitter and Facebook feeds. Okay, that's kind of so awesome. So say, for example, it's Sunday and you know it's 6pm and you know whatever person can watch the Game of Thrones at 6 and you're just like, oh god, I don't, you know, I want to look at Facebook real quick but I don't want to see something accidentally spoil. Uh-huh. What you can do is go to the silencer thing, type in Game of Thrones and anyone who's written anything about it, you can't see it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool. That's kind I of amazing. I do like that idea. Yep. So, so far they've developed it for Twitter and Facebook. They haven't uh, finished, they're, they're working on it, but they haven't done it for Instagram or Tumblr yet. Okay. So if you if you like follow Instagram closely, you can't do it on there. However, Twitter and Facebook, if you want to do that, this is uh, a downloadable thing that you can use. Yeah, uh, Suan is saying, wouldn't you need to know what it is you want to block in order to block it? But I would think like most people, if they are talking about Game of Thrones, like for, for example, they'll either type Game of Thrones or GOT. I would, I would think that would probably block most people. Yep. Posts. So what you can do on this, if you use silencer, you can type in a phrase and it will block it. Like, you know, if you don't, like, winter is coming or, you know, whatever you want. Right. Um, but to make things easier, they actually offer mute packs, which basically are TV packages that will just completely block the reference to a TV show. Great. So you can get it for, like, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Scandal, Game of Thrones, whatever you want. Okay. Yep. I kind of, I, I like that idea. There you go. I mean, because I, I intentionally stay off of anything when... It is time, like to, to watch. Like me too, but then I'll like accidentally like just forget about it for a second. And I'll look at something. I'm like, oh damn it! Why did I do that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there was something that was spoiled this weekend on Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm, on Facebook. That's not good. Yeah. Um, just a real quick update on that woman uh, in Missoula, Montana. Remember the woman who uh, went hiking with her uh, husband? Oh, yeah. On and their then honeymoon? pushed him off a cliff? Yes. Yes. So she has been sentenced to 30 plus years for pushing her very brief husband, uh, Cody Lee Johnson, off of a cliff in uh, Glacier National Park last July. So uh, apparently she's, yeah, so she has 30 plus years in jail. However, she's filing an appeal, but it doesn't look like anything's going to go anywhere with that. Yeah, that uh, that did not help out my fear that someone is going to shove me off things. No. So anytime I'm going to be at a national park now, I will, I probably won't even be able to enjoy it. Mm-mm. Not, not anything near a cliff. No, somebody just fell off the Grand Canyon like last week. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. See, did they fall off? No, they fell off. They were, on a tra- they were on a trail and they fell off. Like some of the rocks gave way and they fell off. Oh, yeah. God, that's awful. Nightmare fuel. Yeah. Nightmare fuel. Okay, that's terrifying. All right, speaking of nightmare fuel, this is mine, uh, Sacramento, California. A California bound Southwest Airlines flight was diverted to Omaha, Nebraska uh, this past weekend after witnesses say a deranged passenger tried to open the door. Again, <laughs> the captain of the Chicago to Sacramento flight um, landed in Omaha because they had to have an unruly passenger removed uh, before they continued on to Sacramento. So the uh, the flight with five crew members and 134 passengers arrived safely at its destination. So here's what witnesses said: They said that the man was acting strangely during the flight, and at one point he came, he went into the bathroom, was in there for about ten minutes, and he came out of the bathroom soaking wet. That's weird. So when he started to go back to his seat, he passed by the row with the with the um, you know the emergency exit in it, yeah, and started trying to open the door. <laughs> yeah, Are there people att- sitting in those seats. I, I don't know if he climbed over people or if it wasn't a full flight. Dude, what are you doing? Oh. Uh, so uh, a flight attendant screamed for help. Uh, a doctor who was on the plane said that he and two other passengers tackled the man and restrained him until air marshals led him uh, in handcuffs off the plane. So I guess that there weren't any air marshals on that particular okay. flight. Uh, yeah, but they were able to restrain him. Yeah, so the airline has no further details about the incident, which is always you know even more comforting. I mean, the thing is, they can't really open those up there, That, from my understanding. Like, it's not going to work when you're up that high. But... At the same time, I don't want to be on. But a if you're way. like going down, like in the descent, if you reach a certain mm. 
level. Can't you open the windows or the doors? Oh, I guess I don't know. Oh, I don't I'm know clearly either. not an expert. The thing that would bother me about that, because I would have no problem tackling somebody who was doing something like that. Mm-hmm. The gross part is, he was soaking wet. Why was he so wet? I don't know. What was He came what out was 10 that? minutes soaking wet. Like, you know, you tackle somebody down and then you find out, you know, they just, Ew, yeah. He was like splashing toilet water all over himself. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Mm. Who knows? That takes a lot of work to soak yourself in an airplane bag. That bathroom. does. He had 10 minutes. I mean, that took a little while. Because, I mean, there's not much, while. there's not really any water in the toilet. You'd have to use the faucet or his own makings. So, or his own would, body water. Yeah, that would take a long time. Oh. Maybe he was doing it to be more slippery. I don't know. <laughs> slippery one wet. Uh, next out of Louisville, Kentucky. Or how do you say that it said? Louisville? Louisville. Louisville, Louisville. Kentucky. Greg, you can maybe uh, see if this is available in this area and maybe woo a lady with it. Okay. As part of a partnership between KFC and a florist in Louisville, Kentucky, prom goers who want to bring their date something special instead of the basic flowered corsage now have a chance to surprise them with a chicken corsage. What? KFC has created chicken corsages just as prom season is approaching. So according to the florist, the corsage will, quote, make your date's eyes light up and her mouth water. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, nobody with an actual date is going to bring somebody a... a ch- what, is, what is it made of? Uh, so the corsages, like, you can pick what kind of chicken you want in your chicken <laughs> corsage. Uh, you can get a piece of original recipe, extra crispy, or Kentucky grilled chicken. Also garnished with baby's breath. Oh, wait. What is baby's breath? It's like those little teeny white flowers. They're like filler flowers. So it's good. You, oh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the corsages cost $20 a piece. Wow. That's an expensive hunk of chicken. Sure is. Who on what? How would that ever work out well for you if you show up to pick up a date? Like, hey, here's a, here's some chicken. I'm gonna pin this on you. No, that's just not gonna work out. I don't know. Would you want a chicken corsage? I think it's kind of unique. You would you? How would you feel if a gentleman caller brought you a chicken corsage? Um, I don't. You know, I really couldn't tell unless I, unless I'm in that situation. Wow. Okay, I expected you to say flat out no, but no, you would actually consider it. That's interesting. So then, what? You eat it throughout the night? No, I don't think you'd eat it. You just wear a piece of chicken on you. Well, th- well, then what good is it? You're just you're, just you're smelling wearing, like it's chicken. Decor- it's decorative chicken. <laughs> <sighs> and finally, we have my favorite story, and this is a true story. At uh, Mumbai. Did I said Mumbai. Right? Mumbai. Uh, Mumbai. Here we go. In order to help clean up excessive public defecation, which is running rampant all over M- Mumbai, Mumbai, India, UNICEF India has introduced a new mascot in hopes of persuading people not to go poop in public. And the mascot's name is Mr. Pooh. Oh, wow. Now, Mr. Pooh made his... This is real. Yes, it's real. And I have something to accompany us. Mr. Pooh made his debut... Oh, my God, they rhymed it. In a, vi- a music video that is called Pooh Party. <laughs> and has already encouraged and uh, has over 100,000 people's signatures to pledge that they will call on their head of state to ensure that India rises to the challenge of ending open defecation all over. Because I guess it's just covered in poop <laughs> this there. Is, this is their country's main goal. Yes. This is what politicians run on. According to uh, UNICEF, more than 620 million people in India do not use a toilet, uh, be it if they don't have one or they just choose not to use one. And... Uh, that's, so they're saying it's half the population dumping over 65 million kilos of poo out there every day. Wow. If the poo continues to be let loose on us, there will be no escaping the stench of, of life-threatening infections, diseases, and epidemics. 
So, uh, and going along with Mr. Pooh. This is seriously what they named it. They named him Mr. Pooh. So Mr. Pooh actually has a song that, that was referenced. I wanted to play a little bit of this. So this song is called Mr. Pooh Pooh Party. Take the Pooh to the Loo. Uh, but, uh, this is real? This, this is real. like a South Park thing? Nope. Or? You, I'm looking UNICEF India. Oh. Take the Pooh to the Loo. Okay. And here we go. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? First thing in the morning, what do I see? A pile of shit staring at me. I close my eyes, I step away. No matter where I go, there's no getting away. It's dancing pieces of poop. Who has put out this song? UNICEF India. I step out on the street. What do I smell? Shit that's sinking to high hell. I hold my breath. I step away. But everywhere I go, there's no getting away. There's poop everywhere. And so apparently they're trying to make people aware of it. Do not poop outside. Wow. From what I can tell, it's real. If it's not, I mean, someone fully signed up a UNICEF India like YouTube page with other like really important no I'm, things going I'm, on in there. I'm looking at this. Yeah, it does look like it's a UNICEF thing. Wow. Yes, and it does. Uh, it does also have dancing fecal matter in it. The poops were uh, not so much Bollywood style; they were like disco dancing. Oh. Uh, so there you go. Take the poo to the loo. Come on, India. Knock it off. Stop pooping outside, India. There you go. There you have it. There's your world of crazy. Bad, India. Bad. Are you talking like Mr. Garrison? Mm, well, a little bit. No. Yeah. No, it wasn't quite Mr. Garrison. Sound like you oh, were saying Mr. bad Mr. Hat. Yeah. Mr. Hat. Okay. Yeah. No, that's always been one of my favorite <laughs> Halloween costumes. All right. Well, thank you, sir. That was quite informative. No problem. Quite informative. All right. Well, should we take a uh, quick break? Yep. And uh, get our guest in here. So we'll be joined just a minute by uh, Michael Duro, also known as Micro. That's mm. what you're going to hear us call him. Yes. Um, and, and we'll talk uh, about why that is and everything. Yes, okay. absolutely. So we'll take a break. We'll be back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. Darko. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hey, everybody. This is Christopher Titus. You are listening to FunEmploymentRadio.com with... Nibbler Dylan. Keep listening. They have nice blankets. Mr. Christopher Titus, just oh on the show. Goodness. Was that last week or the week before? I think week, the week before. Week before. Mm-hmm. Yes, Christopher Titus. You can find out all of our interviews at funemploymentradio.com. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are now joined by someone. It's kind of weird seeing him not singing karaoke where yeah. we always sing I know him. we're always in the dark. <laughs> like I've, We've never seen each other in the light. Yes, I don't think so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Uh, we are joined now by Michael Duro, who is running for Portland City Council, but um, you're going to hear us refer to him as Micro. Yes. And uh, So we've been friends with Micro for years, or Michael Duro. I can't, I can't say it, Micro. Is it all right? <laughs> Welcome to the show, Micro. Thank you for coming. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Doing well, now that I'm uh, gazing upon your face. We're happy to have you here. You do like the studio? I love it. I love it. It reminds me of my high school days. Yeah. Our little TV production, news, the news hour, and all that stuff. A little bit of pirate action. 
Yeah. No, I haven't done that part. Okay. <laughs> but I have not. researched it. I have researched it, doing a <laughs> Wi-Fi pirate, pirate radio station. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, well, we were talking about how we've known you for years because we, all three of us, share a mutual love. Karaoke. Karaoke. Yes, indeed. At, uh... At, at this an very, unnamed establishment. At an unnamed establishment, which is quite yeah, diabetic. We crossed each other's path on at, at least two or three different places. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, yeah. it's this one particular place. Which we won't name because we'll ruin it for Oh, ourselves. I know, because then, <laughs> then they won't get to see what drunk idiots we are as we're singing. What's your go to karaoke song? Because I hear you sing so many. Uh, maybe it's Elton John, some like Yellow Brick Road, but. That's a good one. Yeah, I've yeah. seen you tackle a lot of them. Yeah, I've got a huge... I, I used to have a huge stack of cards when they were all on cards. Mm-hmm. And I have a an index card, uh, index box full of cards. I'd take them home and then I'd, I'd have another index card and I'd keep the part that I, the ones that I wanted to sing in my in my smaller index. That's good. That way you could just hand Three them off. Three by five yeah. box full, uh. full of index cards. That's why like, <laughs> I, I wish I could write mine down more because I always like get uh, you know get to the karaoke place and I forget what songs I want to sing. Yeah, and, but now they're c- computerized so you just have to look at what you used to sing. It's too fancy. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, so Micro, you've you've run you've ha- explain your political career actually. Don't even let me try to do this. Okay, my I'm political a, career. Yeah. My political career actually starts when I was 16. Okay. I started my first campaign was for Margaret Carter in 82, I think it was. And you're here from Portland, Oregon. I'm here from Portland. I've lived in Portland since I was 14. First time I came to Portland, I was less than 2 years old, and my father's family goes back in Portland to the 1940s. Wow. Wow. 1940s. Okay. That is a long time. They were like, they were like among the first probably hundred first hundred black families to settle in northeast in northeast Portland. Wow! So uh, where'd you go to high school at? Jefferson. Jefferson. All right. But I only went two years, and then I skipped out. I wasn't having fun. Yeah. No, oh, high school was not glorious for me either. So you so you dropped out? <laughs> yeah, I dropped out. I went to community college. Okay. Yeah. Got my by the time the three years were out, uh, I was had already had got my. Uh, high school diploma with with college credits plus its associate degree, and nice. I'm, I've I've always been chasing the uh, the education dragon. You know, I've got two network engineering certifications. Uh, I'm working on a ham license. Uh, I'm working. On, I almost finished the paralegal degree. Okay, because I can't afford to go to uh, law school. So you just need to know what they know without without actually having going to without having the money. same degree. Yeah. 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 So um, so you did that stuff. What made you decide, you know, you've been pursuing education, but what made you decide to pursue politics? Like, how did that happen? Uh, because the politicians that we have are out of ideas, and they really don't understand the world that they live in. Okay. Um, they're all caught back in, in uh, the 20th century, and we live in a different century. And if you have people that don't understand the technology and they don't understand the economy the way it really is, uh, they can't change it. So what was and the first what was the first time you ran for something? The uh, first time I ran was 2010. Okay. I ran for PCC board of directors. Uh, All right. And I caused a big hullabaloo and <laughs> when they didn't have that they were out of ideas and they didn't like to know that but <laughs> did was it successful? Uh it was successful in the way that if you measure how many votes I got per dollar and that's the way I've been measuring because uh, I, I don't do these big campaigns that are like fifty hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, there's there's a limit to campaign ref- finance reporting in the state of Oregon. If you stay under thirty five hundred dollars, uh, you don't have to 
file all the same reports that they have to file. So uh, my my uh, all but one of my first four campaigns were under 3500 this one will be under 3500 and i managed to uh to get votes for uh as little as 35 cents a vote where they're paying you know three dollars and more per vote wow if you figure out how, how much many they're votes. spending yeah. mm-hmm. okay and even something like the pcc board that was that's a high dollar yeah campaign, they're, which they're, i would imagine they're, i mean that's they're, a, they're, yeah. they're still spending they're still spending upwards of two and three dollars a vote some of them i've seen some of the campaigns that i've seen that have been unsuccessful have spent ten dollars per vote they've gotten okay so i'm on the other side of the spectrum so you started this in 2010 you started running for something did you have any idea how to run a campaign or did you learn it on the fly by yourself i learned, or? I learned most of it on the fly okay uh, I'm, I'm into administrative law being a paralegal uh and uh so there's you know, you have to know what the agencies are and what their procedures are and all this stuff. But one of my one of my goals running a campaign is not just to do it myself, but to be um, uh, guerrilla side. You know, um, guerrilla style. Get other people involved. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the more people you can get involved, the more incumbents you can get scared. If even if they're scared, they'll change the way they act. Yeah. Um, if. As long as they think that they're going to sit in there and nobody's going to challenge them and they're going to have a nice, long, fat career making, you know, $100,000 plus a year. Wow. Uh, and giving, you know, doing their fat cat friends a lot of favors but not doing anything for the people that do all the working and the living and the dying, you know, uh, they'll do what they do. But if you actually put the fear of, of voters into them, they'll, they change their ways really fast. Okay. All right. So – you you decided to launch into this. Um, what is what is what have the results been so far? Like, what is your campaign status? Like, what, it, what as far as your platform? There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. All right. Was, I was yeah. We, we don't do too many political interviews on here, so I, I have to re. Uh, remember you know, my what platform. My number here. one issue on my platform right now goes to uh, police reform. Okay. My number two issue goes to the minimum wage. Okay. Um, uh, the minimum wage in Portland is not high enough for young people to be able to live. Uh, we've been trapped economically by a lot of even even the ones that work for unions have been trapped trapped in second and third tier uh, uh, wage scales. Uh, where where at some point in the past, the people that were on the the people that were working there were on the first track wage scales. So all the new young people, minorities, and women that come in are on these second and third track wage scales where we actually have institutionalized uh, for women and minorities being payless. And the unions haven't fixed this. The management doesn't want to fix this. And uh, government just makes a blind eye to it. You know, okay. uh, It's actually... It, 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 where uh, second second tier wage scales and third tier and even fourth tier wage scales inside government inside uh, traditionally unionized occupations um, are the norm and not not special, you know. Okay. Uh, and 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 we're never going to catch up in wages if we don't fix this. Mm. Okay. You know, it doesn't just apply to women. Doesn't just, it applies to people in your in in Greg in your uh, area because once they've institutionalized this, where some people make more and some people make, mm-hmm. you know, as little as a third of what the people who are making the old scale. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I just started another part time job and uh, I make minimum wage at one yeah. of my side jobs. I did not realize how low it still was. 
It's, it's yeah, I didn't. Really, it's like n- like nine ten, I think. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't really realize how. Because I thought it, I thought at this point it would be a lot and, higher. And uh, uh, Caleb, uh, who's another, uh, running for seat number three, uh, I, I I I started out saying that we should have an eleven dollar minimum wage, mm. and eleven dollars hardly you can't live on that. But um, we need to start getting. Uh, politicians at least say that we need a higher minimum wage. Mm. Now we've got, we're talking about trying to push the minimum wage up to $15. If we could actually get a $15 minimum wage, uh, I think most people could have, wouldn't be living out of a cardboard box. Mm. Okay. Now, um, and yeah, and again, uh, just to remind everybody, we're talking to Michael Duro, running for Portland City Council. So, you've got your you've got your platform. These are the things that you want to change. Let's go a little bit behind the scenes here. What's it like running this campaign? Like, what have you what have you learned? What's the most important thing you've learned on just like the process of going through this? The stuff? process. Wow, the process. I mean, besides the paperwork and all that stuff, but um, like, do you get to get into the debates? Like, oh yeah, I get in. I've gotten into all the debates. Nice. Um. Uh. And and you actually get to to know the people that you see on TV, like Nick Fish. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy. Uh. And I, I, in this race, I don't have anything against him. Yeah. But but the problem is that that he's stuck in the old system. Mm-hmm. You know that this, the same way they he went to school twenty years ago. You know. Yeah. And 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 so he he's not into the way that people communicate now. As far as when you're 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 chatting, you're texting. Uh, Facebook is old now. Yeah, you know, I, my my mother is on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the start of the death of Facebook. Yeah, once yeah. everybody's parents start getting on there. Um, so so with that, you know, you, you get into these debates. Do you, have you found that it's been – have they listened to you? Do you get equal time to speak? I get equal time to speak. Okay. And, 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 and uh, the first couple races I, I, I ran, uh, I had to show up to a lot of places where, well, you know, you're, you're, you're a, 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 a also-ran candidate. Uh, you're a perennial candidate. You, you, we don't really want – you know – Want you to to say anything? Say, so, well, I have something to say. You know, I have something to add to the mix. And after a while, they most places that get to accepting you, but mm-hmm. there are still places where you know, uh, there only the first two candidates even are even heard. You know, yeah. How many um, how many spots are there on the Portland City Council? There are five spots in the Fort Portland City Council. They're okay. all technically council members, but one is the mayor. Okay. Uh, and the mayor gets to assign uh, bureaus and, and, and duties and, and things like that. So there's four spots, basically, that are open to run for? There are uh, there are two one year and three the other year. Okay. This year, two council seats are, are open, two and three. Uh, in two years from now, the mayor's spot will be open, one and four will be open. Okay. I didn't okay. actually know how that's... And it's all at large, which means you have to run in the whole, the whole of Portland. Okay. Okay, so you have to campaign everywhere. Have you been going around like different sections of the city? I have like, what's your campaign the, style? I have been everywhere in the city. Uh, my campaign style is uh, running it very, very cheaply. Um, I found out over the last three years that yard signs disappear. I don't know if people collect them or if people uh, recycle them or if people eat them or what they do, <laughs> but they usually last 24 hours. Yeah. So I've turned to bumper stickers. Okay. Uh, so far, I've given away 2,000-plus bumper stickers. I have some of those. And I, yeah. I give those away. 
You are you know, so good at marketing yourself. You like go, every time I see you, you're like, "Hey, want to bump well, the I'm like, "Yes, I do." Yeah, and that's why I was curious. You know, with the low low dollar campaign, you know, not being able to do those other things like billboards and uh, the right. television advertisements, like how you get that word out. So, bumper stickers. Do you go from place to place? Or? I go from place to place. The only thing I haven't done this year is going door is going door to door. Okay, uh, I did that. Uh, Two years ago, and that was really rough on me. I've got uh, my own disability, and um, so I, I, I. Yeah, that would be hard walking around. All it's that. very, very hard. I've, I broke my back in, a couple times in my teens because of uh, bone, uh, congenital problems, um, and uh, so walking is not one of my greatest endeavors. Mm-hmm. But uh, I get out to wherever the people are, uh, farmers markets. Uh, uh, different events around town. You know, uh, the last one I think I went to was the uh, pub crawl. Okay, was over in nice. Southeast Portland. <laughs> uh, people aren't always receptive, but uh, for the most part, uh, people are receptive and they want to talk about the issues and they want to tell you what's going on with them and and uh, how hard most people are having a very hard time living right now. Mm-hmm. You know, just making it day to day. I can say that the the best thing that's happened in the past 20 years is actually this uh, Affordable Care Act, because some of the people that that haven't gotten care, I don't know if you saw the statistics, 7.5 million people that hadn't gotten care, any kind of real care in the past 10 years, some of them not had never gotten real care in their life are now getting care. So if you're like backed up and waiting to get in at your doctor, uh, have a little sympathy. Okay. Now, Micro, on the not political side, real quick, I wanted to ask. So I was looking, because you and I are Facebook friends, and I was looking at this, and it says that you're a character actor at Fright Town? Yes. So what do you do for your character? Because I go to Fright Town every year, and I love, and it scares me every year. Greg and I usually go together, and I just close my eyes for the most part and just hang on to the back of his shirt. It scares me, too. Yeah. <laughs> I stay over in the museum, and I've been a panda there uh Wow. How many times since 2006? I got my kidney transplant in 2006 mm-hmm. and basically got my life back. But um, and I, I'll play a panda. In which room museum. is that in the museum? Uh, it's been different. Most of the time it's been in the uh, in the foyer, the first room in the museum where the piano is yeah. Yeah. and where the uh, the radio from hell is. Okay. And for anybody that doesn't know, Fright Town is a big, uh, giant haunted, haunted house that goes on That's here. That's in the basement of the Memorial Coliseum here yeah. every year. It is incredible. It is the, <laughs> it is the most uh, far-out haunted house you've ever been yeah. in. Uh, we're, 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 they're nationally famous. Oh, that's and so it's, cool! It's all be, you should interview Dave from the who's the producer there. Yeah, we've talked to yeah. him before, and then we actually since we have a network since the, this radio network, we have a bunch of different shows on it. Actually, quite a few people who have shows on the network also participate in Fright Town. Yeah, Cable. Uh, what is Cable's name at Cable Fright Town? Somebody in the chat. Will He's let in us the know. museum as well. He was like the yeah. wears all the white makeup, and like uh, with a little m- hat. Miguel. 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 Or Manuel. Like or Manuel. Something. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. So you do, you do that every year. I do that about every other year now. Yeah. Um, it, it gets really exhausting, and the worst part for me is the floor. It's a concrete floor, and, of course, there's no give, so... Oh, yeah. Standing it's exhausting, and it hurts your legs, and you can only take so much of that. Well, all right. Micro, um, if you could give just a you know, 60-second campaign speech, like keep it 60 seconds or less, what would you tell everybody listening right now why they should vote for you? I would say that you need to vote for me uh, for nothing less than to send a message. If you if you 
care for them to listen to you. Let them know that you're not just automatically going to vote for them. Uh, take a look at what I'm at what I'm running for and what I'm running about. I'm running about police reform and about and about uh, police that respect the people and don't harass young people because they look different. I'm uh, running about a minimum wage. I'm running about uh, taking the uh, city assets and not treating them like a piggy bank that can be given away with as political favors. Um, uh, I'm, run, I'm, I'm not doing this for myself. I mean, I'm not getting rich doing this. Uh, I could be doing other things. I could go to work as a network engineer, uh, but it's, that's not what I want to do. I don't, I, I'm not, you know, I spent six, six and a half years on dialysis. And when you spend six and a half years with a needle in your arm, you start to realize what's really important. Um, and uh, don't let them forget about you. All right. Awesome, Micro. And uh, everything is at org. We have all of your um, all of your stances, everything about your campaign, everything about you. And, uh, yeah, go there and check it out. That's, you know, good for you. Good for you for doing this because I think there's a lot of people that have ideas about things, whatever they are. But to actually go out and run for something like this against, a, you know, the political machine of whatever you would call it. Yeah. Of people that have been been in this for so long. Oh, that's, yeah. uh, that's very no, admirable. Look at this. If you go to his website, you can see you can uh, click for your free bumper stickers. You can also donate or, yeah, find out more information about Michael, which is awesome. All right. Well, thank cool. you so much thank for coming in. Thank you very in. much. Thank you very much for having me. It took some time to get in here and talk to you, but uh, <laughs> we got it all worked very, out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's very, very exciting. You know, it's, I, I've I've had my own little uh, uh, sixteen channel mixer and all that stuff, and it's it's very exciting to see people doing the stuff that I dreamed about when I started going to, when I started working on hardware. You know, uh, back then the, the software wasn't there and the speed wasn't there. You know, the kilohertz weren't yeah. there or megahertz. Um, but now everything's coming to fruition, and I, I don't expect it's going to be too long before you guys go to video. So yeah, I'll hear well, something. Like a little behind the scenes we, stuff. Yeah, we might. <laughs> All right, well, Mike, thanks you, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you very much, uh, Greg. That. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, thank you. I look forward to seeing you on Friday and Saturday. Yes. <laughs> let's sing a duet. Let's do it. I'd love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we need to make that happen. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go ahead and go to break, mm. and we'll be back here in just a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.
There we go, michaelgerot.org. Micro. And we call him micro also because he's very small. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, I Greg suppose that would make like, a little bit more Greg sense. Greg looks like a, the tallest basketball player compared to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, micro is really cool. Um, let's see here. All right, so we have just a little bit of time left. I do want to say um, one thing. I've been a little bit off today because I stayed up to watch The Bloodman. I totally watched The Bloodman oh, last night. Oh, could, and we did meet up super early this morning. Yes. Okay. No. Well, I too tried to stay up for the blood moon, but it just started covering it. I'm like, this just looks kind of like a blurry moon. I'm going to go to bed. It did kind of look like a blurry moon. Did you see? Did it turn like red or something? It, it did. It was a little bit red. It, a little more like oh, dirty that brown. That sounds like you're justifying staying up a little so dirty late brown. You want it to be worth it, but it wasn't. Yeah, maybe maybe more dirt brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of weird though, just to turn off the lights in my backyard and see how dark it is. And then I kept hearing things shuffling around in the trees. And I didn't know whether it was a meth head or whether it was a raccoon. Or I don't think the meth heads are climbing your trees. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering if they are at this point. They've got a lot of ladders set up by the, uh, by my fence. So I'm not entirely sure what it is really that's going on over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. All right. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Ready. We do want to say 
thank you to one of our fine sponsors. Yes. And that is Metro PCS. Metro PCS. They, um, just to let you guys know, I mean, they are huge supporters of Fun Employment Radio, and it is awesome to have somebody like that on And we're going to be doing some events with them this summer, and they are yeah. they're huge. Like, we can't, they are so supportive of us. So supportive, and it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun working with them. So Metro PCS, if you haven't heard about them, you've probably seen some of their commercials other places. Mm-hmm. But they, um, they're a phone service, phone company, and... Their their whole thing is their whole stance is flat rate no contract service. So we have a forty dollars service that's unlimited unlimited uh, text. And Greg data. is using that forty dollars service. Right yeah, now. no, I, that's what I use. That's what he uses. Yep, absolutely. I'm I'm done with. Uh, and I just ordered my new phone, and I'm going to get mine. Oh, awesome! Uh-huh. So it's unlimited text, unlimited <laughs> data, unlimited phone calls. Forty dollars flat rate, no hidden fees, no taxes added on that, no anything else added on there. That's what it is. You know what you're getting. It's month to month contract, so you're not locked into like three years, and then they're going to charge you, you know, four hundred dollars to get out of it. It's month to month. So you just pay your bill and you're good to go and you get unlimited all of that stuff. So I highly encourage everyone to go to metropcs.com slash metro mm-hmm. and find a location near you and then um, go in and just check out what they have. I mean, you're under no obligation. They go, have, in, go in and take a look. They it's, have waterproof phones. They have all kinds of smartphones. Oh yeah. They do also have the phone that I'm getting, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Did you see the phone that I'm getting? No. I'm getting the Mega. A Mega? What is that? It's Are you like going to get one of those giant ones you can't even wrap your hand around? I'm getting one of those huge ass You're going to drop that. I know. You are totally going to drop but that. But I wanted, like, it's just like, what what phone looks the neatest? And I remember um, when we, were, we we had our first meeting with P- Metro PCS, uh, the guy, the tech guy who was in here had one of those. And I'm just like, that is the coolest thing in the world. So I'm totally getting a ridiculously large <laughs> cell phone. I'm just going to be holding it up to my head like an iPad. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> uh, go to MetroPCS.com and uh, check out everything that they have to offer. And like Sarah said, we got a bunch of stuff we're doing this summer. It's yeah. an action-packed summer. It is. We're going to have a lot of events uh, that everyone can participate in. Yeah, more than we've ever had before. We've got so many announcements to make, but we're just going to wait off just a little bit. But we'll have. Yeah. We have so many exciting. This is going to be happening. a busy summer. It is, and uh, it's all thank you to you guys who listen to the show and support us and support you know our podcast and every other show that's on this network. I sincerely want to say thank you to everyone. You guys are fantastic, and don't forget you can always share our show if you have a if there's. Mm. An interview you liked, if there's a segment that you liked, share it on your Facebook pages or your Twitters or your Tumblers or whatever you have you, and um, or just tell someone. There's always that. Yeah. That's, that's not as fun to actually just speak to someone directly. Yeah, because no, that's just... No, that, that implies... That Face-to-face also, contact. Wait, also, speaking of Metro PCS, we do want to wish also Annie a yes. very happy birthday. It is Annie's birthday. Happy mm-hmm. birthday, Annie. And uh, I don't know why I had to say it like that. I don't know why I just said I don't that. know that's why kind either. Of weird the, way I did, the way I just did that. And I'm kind of feeling self-conscious about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, you guys are fantastic. Thank you so much. Of course, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Yeah. And we will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. .com. Ooh, Matt from Secret Society, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yes. Awesome. Which means a drinking show. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.